Benvenuti tutti. <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Benvenuti tutti a Kimberly's Italy. Simply means welcome everyone to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. More Italian classes here. Mi chiamo Kimberly e sono qui con Tommaso. Ciao, bella donna. Ciao. Sono un guru della tecnologia. <laughs> oh, that was unexpected and very good. <laughs> un guru di... Un guru della... Oh, della tecnologia. Tecnologia, si. Bravo. He did that behind my back. Very cute. Welcome to episode 96. And for those of you that may not have read the title to this article, it is How AI, Artificial Intelligence, and Technology is Complicating Your Travel Planning. But please don't let that scare you. However, it is something we feel we need to talk about. And I think that you'll find everything we're going to say very informative for your future travel to Italy. Can I just say one thing? I think it's important that people are being informed because prior to our trip last winter to Europe, everything was metaverse, 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 Mark Zuckerberg selling real estate in the metaverse. And then someone came out about ChatGPT and AI. It launched and it was remarkable. And you could see the impact it was going to have rapidly on everything. And here we are. It's only May. Here we are. It's only May. Correct. Before we dive into that, I just want to say on the polar opposite side of everything we are about to share regarding AI and technology, I really want to start this episode by letting you know that we use technology as well, obviously, but in a way that ensures that the trips I plan for my clients are as unique as possible and one of a kind. And that is because, I'm going to brag here about you, on you, Tommaso, for a minute. That is because Tommaso has built a tool set and a database for my travel planning that currently has over 5,000 specific links. And we've been fine-tuning this for months. Each time I think of something that might benefit or enhance my process, he makes it happen. And (laughs) there's a learning curve on my end. You know, since the back end of databases was foreign to me in my old life of fashion photography. Yet every time we implement each new tweak, the more efficient I become. And together, I think we are a very good team. We are. And this database not only includes links, obviously, but it includes notes that you keep on every single property and restaurant, includes photographs. So you're you're building something very, very quickly or it's searching for opportunities for vacancies, which is a big problem yes, these days. Yes, that's a killer. Um, mm-hmm. Rapidly, as opposed to trying to go through and search on the web. Correct. Well, in general, to summarize, this platform that he's built me will not rely on artificial intelligence. It relies on TI. Ta- Tommaso's intelligence. intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bravo. I had to throw that in there. Okay. All right. You know what? Before we get into all this heavy, serious stuff about AI, can I just say something cute about today and those photos I showed you? 
Yes. Yes. Well, let me share with everyone. Um, This morning, I received about 20 photos from a client who was in Venezia. Today, she's in Bologna, and she is a history buff first and a lover of Italian cuisine second. And I have a feeling her husband might have his loves in reverse order. But I cannot tell you how thrilled I am when I hear that ding, ding, ding from WhatsApp or my text every morning I wake up knowing I have clients there. And we had a really fun relationship while working on their trip. They send me pictures because I asked them to. So this morning I'm looking at every single dish they had last night, risotto, ravioli, you name it. Bolognese. That was no hold on. That was in Venezia. Oh. Now, today, they're in Bologna. Right. So I'm thinking tomorrow morning, ding, ding, ding. Hunger pains, jealousy, photos of FOMO. (laughs) Regu Bolognese tomorrow. And let me just say that this client, funny enough, is the niece of my friend, from high school in Chicago, who was one of my first paying clients. She and her husband went all over Italy. Then her sister hired me, and now here's the niece. So three different couples from the same family. I just, that makes me really happy. So a big uh, thank you to my old friend, Jackie Darnaker. Allora, when AI started seeping into everyday lives, Tommaso and I were just reading incessantly on every article about how AI is taking over. And he'll dive into that because he has more of a photographic memory than I ever will. But the article that really hit me was about Jeffrey Hinton. He's referred to as one of AI's godfathers. And he just quit a decade of work at Google's parent company, Alphabet, where he helped develop AI. Now, He wants to speak out about the risks of this technology to mankind in general. Dio mio, see? See, this is not about AI in general, mind you. This is going to be about how technology and artificial intelligence impact your decision-making, the public's decision-making on how they travel and how, in effect, you're going to be manipulated. And I'll get into that. But... As I've mentioned on several occasions, both LaCapa and I are geeks. And to illustrate a point and define my qualifications for commenting on the following article, let me give you a quick 60-second summary of my tech background, which will give it some context. Okay, I'm timing. Go. 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked on content creation and workflows from the very beginning of e-commerce internationally. I've built globally delivered crisis simulations, digital crisis simulations, as the chief technology officer of a boutique firm, which I co-founded, specializing in enterprise crisis management, managing the risk of unforeseen events and getting decision makers the right information at the right time to help manage these events. The clients varied from international energy companies, governments, and one of the largest asset management firms in the world. And I've been a consultant and a speaker at international events, both in-person and broadcast events, representing the U.S. government at the International Atomic Energy Agency in Vienna, Austria. This was a focus on collaborative tools, data naming conventions, which for you real geeks out there are taxonomies, and data structure, ontological structure. (laughs) Right. I try not to use those words around Kim too much or she falls asleep, the eyes glaze over, and I just have to slink away. So I'm basically a Swiss army knife of technology knowledge. 
I feel very comfortable commenting on any aspect of technology. I may not know it all, but I've got a broad base of knowledge to work with. And an article in Atlantic Magazine by Jacob Stern just grabbed me because it put into words the current state of travel purchasing online like no one else could. He did a great job. And I'm going to quote liberally from it. Jacob, thank you very much for writing this. And Atlantic, thank you very much for publishing it because it really put it into context what the problem is. I'm, a, I'm the flight booker with Kimberly's Italy. Giving you my own oh, experience Just here. our own personal travel. Just our own personal we, travel. I do not do flights, that's for sure. <laughs> and I have experienced what I'm about to tell you Jacob Stern says, uh, the same issues with booking flights. And so it just really hit a home. I now book flights while searching from multiple browsers at the same time, Chrome, Vivaldi, Firefox, simultaneously at various times of the day, both incognito mode and at times using a VPN, virtual private network, to connect from other locations within the United States and foreign countries. It's part science, part art, and a huge component of patience spread across three monitors spanning over six feet. And I do this to mask my location, mask my identity, and comparison shop so these websites will think I'm multiple people. This is literally the only way I will shop for flights online. And the vast majority of travel booking online is controlled by two companies, Expedia Holdings and Bookings Holdings. Wait, do they own everything like Booking.com, Expedia, they, yes, Kayak? They are, again, they are behemoths on okay. all these brands. Okay. And you can't easily get away from these two behemoths because they also partner with travel agents and various other sites and allow their back end to be used, obviously, for a fee. They take a piece of it. So pretty much wherever you're going these days, someone's getting a piece of it somehow and there's money spread up the food chain. And I want you to listen to a short call with an earnings analyst that I recorded this week with the CEO of Expedia Holdings. This will give you some context of what we're going to get into. Year, strong guidance, but your marketing costs are going up. Uh, you're also spending much more on artificial intelligence. So let's get into it. Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky just a couple days ago saying because of AI, the travel experience will dramatically change by next year. Do you agree? Uh, I think that the uh, travel experience has already dramatically changed. We've been using AI for a long time. We recently, uh, you probably saw, added ChatGPT to our iOS app, but that's really just the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, we've been using AI in all kinds of experiences, whether it's what pictures you see in the, in the uh, app, whether it's uh, how we sort, how we give you uh, airline predictions and price predictions. There's all kinds of AI throughout the product, so we've been using it for a long time. We're continuing to push forward, and ChatGPT is just one example of that, but you're going to see AI in more and more of the experience. And ultimately, the goal is really not AI for AI's sake. It's really personalization of the shopping experience and the planning experience for consumers. So, so what he said, please keep in mind as I walk through this article by Jacob Kern in The Atlantic. It was a fabulous article and it really put into context very succinctly the problems we all face, particularly people who aren't as technologically advanced with knowledge like I am, who can sort of jump around some of these things. Okay, so here I go, paraphrasing, Hotel Booking in a Post-Truth Nightmare by Jacob Stern. 
you search for your hotels within your desired radius, and the price range and hundreds of options appear. This should be a piece of cake, except it isn't. When you click through, half of the deals advertised on the booking site turn out to be not available. You keep trying, and now the booking site, which appears to offer a different set of deals, many of which, again, are not available. You end up checking site after site, cross-referencing back and forth in an effort to establish which deals are actually the best. And you finally think you have it figured out. So you're going to make your reservation and bang, that's expired too. You go back to a third one and the price turns out to be 25% higher than before out of your price range. And you thought when the site said the room cost $300, you thought you would pay $300. How silly of you. This is all a function of what's called dynamic pricing. And it was not the hotels that started this. It was the airlines that pioneered this pricing in the 1980s, adjusting rates in response to short-term shifts in supply and demands. Well, there's nothing more short-term than someone browsing on the web. And for travelers, these changes manifest themselves in just chaos and confusion. The price of a room you're booking can spike from one minute to the next. The ground is always shifting beneath your feet. And adding to that chaos, Christopher K. Anderson says, who is a professor at the Cornell School of Hotel Administration, is the fact that on average, people now book their accommodations much closer to travel dates than they once did. And with so much booking taking place within a shorter time window, prices end up fluctuating even as consumers peruse them. And you know the fact that people like to wait till the last minute oftentimes, right? (laughs) Yes. You're looking at it here. And we all know cookies, right? Those little identifiers that websites drop from your browser to your computer. More so in Italy. Every single European website, accetti i cookie, nonstop. Well, that is true because they have better privacy. Exactly. It's a a law. You have to actually accept it. And you can say no, which we do. It's a pain in the butt, but... We do. Jacob goes on in this article to say that some sites use cookies to adjust prices separately for each potential customer. This is where this is really key. This is where AI is really going to target everybody and adding yet another layer of complexity. And if I search the same destination five times, the prices keep going up. They're actually tracking your behavior. This guy is very determined. He's going to book. I have to squeeze him as much as possible. And The basic programming function statement that you learn way back when, when you start programming computers is an if-then statement. If a customer does this, then do this. If a customer does this, then do this. So if the customer comes back three times, then price it like this. If the customer comes back four times, then the price plus 20%. I mean, this is all driven by math and algorithms. Can I just ask a question? Let's say they're on that basic booking.com. So you mean if someone was looking at Hotel Roma in Rome and then he went and looked somewhere else, if he went back and looked again the second time, price stays the same. If he comes back a third time, all of a sudden that price is higher? Could be. Okay. Could be. I mean, it's, again, dynamic pricing. Okay. And this is what I was saying about how I browse for our flights. I separate all these browsers across multiple computers And I try and mix and match just like someone would on one computer, but I'm logging in from multiple locations with different browsers. That's why I do it. 
because this is the problem. So if I'm looking for something, I may connect from Italy or connect from Switzerland back in the United States over there to look for a flight. So they can't track you so as they easily. Can't, they can't track me as easily. Tommaso is referring to when we travel, he books our flights this way. And it's about the only way you can get a reasonably priced flight that you know you're getting your money's worth. I just got our flights for $500 less than we would have gotten doing it. by doing it. So I saved a thousand bucks. The amount of personal data that every company knows about you, combined with these cookies, combined with AI and all these algorithms, it's just the background knowledge of you, what you want is really driving a lot of things. And you're not necessarily getting what you want. You're getting what they want you to see and what the benefit, the best benefit to them is. And when you find something that you really like, the site that offered you this eventually, and you eventually click on it, it may not include applicable hotel taxes, amenity fees, and in certain places, these quote unquote resort fees, which are made up, made up in a lot of (laughs) cases, right? Like 15 bucks a day for the resort fee. Yeah. What's the resort? Exactly. The water fountain over Mm -hmm. there. You can't use it. The water feature. Yeah, the water feature. So you could end up paying fees you never heard of and don't understand. Now, let me ask you this. If they, if a person went to that resort's website directly, are there resort fees booking through that Maybe. This website? is a whole, it's a whole nother issue. Uh, see, this is what I recommend. You find what you like, you book it through the website of that particular hotel, villa, resort you will establish a better relationship from the get-go, and then you can have a better foot to stand on if you have to argue about a resort, something right. like that. Right. All of these fees are something what's what's called price dripping, and it renders the price sorting tools that you sort by price on Expedia or Hotels.com or something else almost useless. So this article by Jacob Stern goes on to quote, Kevin Brassler, who's the executive editor of the nonprofit consumer organization, Consumers Checkbook, when he said, the entire whole hotel industry is just rife with bait and switch. And, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it in, in flights. I don't book hotels, but I book flights. That is a very significant fact. And then there's one other thing which you see lately is scarcity traps when it pops up and says, only oh. two only two left at this Whoever price. Whoever believes that. Well, there are a lot of people who do. I mean, there's a reason why they do it. To get them to bite. To well, get them to, to who, When it. you just said whoever believes that, they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. <laughs> so it works. Expedia is launching a customer lo- loyalty program, which in my opinion are points, etc., but basically are tools to gather more information and keep you coming back. And within that fine, fine print of the customer agreement will be the option on potentially selling your information. And, oh, you get the points. We can personalize the experience. Really. Everything has a cost. There is no free lunch. Now. Where will those points go to? Points within Expedia that you can utilize. Exactly. So now add a highly sophisticated AI on top of this mix and the knowledge of users' backgrounds, it is very difficult to me, for me to see the benefits to the sophisticated consumer. The average consumer will not understand how they are being manipulated, or they may not even care. So you're not listening to this podcast because you're average. You're a sophisticated consumer, and it's beware on all these things. 
So that's my little soliloquy on this article by Jacob Stern. And I keep seeing things on the web like, can ChatGPT plan your trip? Can they do this? Can it do that? I, you know, I'm just, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not optimistic. I agree, but if it is the future, maybe this is just like the growing pains of it. I'm not sure. Perhaps it'll be fine-tuned five years from now when enough people revolt against you know, the made-up fees and the price gouging or this bait-and-switch. Who knows? Chat GBT is just the first. No, no, no. I'll go back to what we said about the airline industry, right? Dynamic pricing. You know, your carry-on bag, you want to pay for that. Yeah. A bag in the hold, you want to pay for that. Nothing's changed. And in the end, that $375 round-trip flight to somewhere is now $680 or that $700 flight is now $1,020. With all the little additional With all the little, exactly. Well, that's how they suck you in. A lot of people... You know, if I'm having like a Zoom call with some women or friends that wanted to do a group trip and they'll say, oh, my God, flights to Milano were only four ninety five. I was like, right. that's how they get you excited. That's the only price they put up round trip from L.A. That, that was, to Milano, four ninety five. I'm like, no, that's basically just paying for your seat. But anyway, that was, that was the aft seat. By the laboratory in the back of the bus, the one seat at that, that price. That doesn't recline. No, not even. That's just the price they put on the web that your eyes first see and you get excited. Then you have no idea until you go through it a few times what the actual final cost will be. So this bait and switch is real. It has been for a long time. Now the hotel industry is doing it through these booking sites, I should say. The travel industry is doing it through these booking sites. Then, as you just summarized, you throw artificial intelligence into it. I, I just makes me a little nervous. Well, it makes you a little nervous, but it also <laughs> it also really highlights the benefit of what we're building internally and your experience on the ground there with those personal relationships. Right, and they're every single travel planner that is exactly. You're not the only one. Exactly, everyone has colleagues they work with around the world. These are personalized, unique vacations, not what you'll get on Bookings.com. Yep, any one of those things is going to be more and more uh, just rife with, you know, basically won't call them out and out scams, but basically we can't control this. And for someone to actually regulate this, you'd have to understand how the technology integrates and how it does this and how it does that. It's next to impossible for anyone who I know who's in Congress right now or any regulatory agency to right. figure this out. Well, they can't even figure out how to put a halt or slow down AI in general. No. All right. So we didn't mean for this to be like a downer of a podcast episode. Maybe we should have called this episode Buyer Beware. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, we just wanted to share what we find to be somewhat uh, alarming information and wanted you to be in the know. And if you're planning your trip yourself, then take this all into account. Read everything out there. Do the research on accept the cookies. You're just going to have to make a bigger effort, unfortunately. In Soma, we're sharing all of this news with you because, well, because we love you guys. <laughs> yes, and it's 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 getting weird. <laughs> that's that's well, other than that, 
but it's getting it's getting weird and we want you to be aware of what's going on because we respect you for taking the time to listen to us and on top of all of that you guys deserve the best vacation to Belle Italia ever. Grazie mille tutti. Ciao ciao. Ciao ciao.